Welcome back to the Men You're Not Alone podcast. This will be an interview style. I have a gentleman sitting across the table from me who's going to go by the name of Brian Cobretti. So, Brian, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, man. I'm glad to be here. Glad you're having me. Oh, I'm, I'm delighted to have you here. You are one of the brave few that has stepped forward to this point. We'll get to that in a minute. How old are you, Brian? 30 years of age. Okay. It's gone by. And are you married, divorced, single, remarried? Uh, I've been married about five years now. Any kids? Uh, no, we're trying for kids right now, actually. So this one, we, you can only answer these questions with one word. Don't, don't overthink it. Chocolate cake or yellow cake? Yellow. Sports car or lifted pickup? Lifted pickup. Vacation, mountains or beach? Beach. Italian food or Chinese food? Chinese. And then does mayonnaise belong on a hamburger? You can use more than one word if you need to. Funny story on that. I didn't actually put anything on hamburgers until I was about 19. So, But yes, mayonnaise belongs on a hamburger. That is the wrong answer, but I will let that one ride. I won't edit that out. In general, what kind of work do you do? I'm a law enforcement officer. What level of law enforcement do you work? City, state, fed, something else? So I work for uh, an up-and-coming city in the southeastern part of the United States. Briefly tell me about your career path. Well, how long have you been a police officer? Uh, it'll be seven years this September, so. I've never worked for a police department. I've worked for the feds, uh, but I've never come up through the ranks of a police department. So what does that look like in your seven years? Yeah, so actually, out uh, of high school, I actually went up to MEPS. I was going to go in the military, and I get up there, and the two jobs I want, uh, they aren't available. So uh, they offer me to, a submarine job. I said, absolutely not. I uh, went to school instead, got a criminal justice degree, ended up putting in an application at a local PD. I didn't realize you had a criminal justice degree. Yes, sir. That's kind of how you got to here. And Where do you see yourself or where would you like to be? Do you want to stay in law enforcement if you were to think 10 years down the road? Initially, when I got into law enforcement, I, I wanted to go federal one of the alphabet agencies, but uh, now that I've gotten in with this local PD, I'm, I'm kind of happy where I'm at. So um, I feel like uh, it's better on the family life, the schedule I've got right now. So, What's something that you find rewarding about your, your job of doing law enforcement? I think getting out and talking to folks is, is really rewarding and helping them through their problems, especially when you get to see their face light up after you solve something or the way children look at you, for for instance, they look at you like you're a hero, like a superhero or whatnot. So that's really cool. And they do. And you carry it well. Absolutely. Like you do good because you like kids. It's very obvious that you yeah. get along very well with younger people. So think back over your years in law enforcement. This is definitely a question that I am trying to get law enforcement officers to come forward with because so many of them don't like to talk about their struggles or struggles that they see in the department or in their ranks. What are some of the struggles that you've seen other officers facing in their personal lives as a result of doing law enforcement? Oh, well, one thing I've noticed specifically is you'll have some officers who will take the job home with them. They'll get home and take their day out on their spouse and whatnot, and uh, that'll lead to problems. I've seen a lot of divorces from buddies, from family members who are in law enforcement, and also I think another there's temptation involved in this job. Like uh, women, for instance, will see a man in uniform and approach that officer, and a lot of officers can't handle it. So I've noticed that a lot. Thankfully, the Lord has been strong in me, and 
I've been faithful. I have an amazing wife that it's never even crossed my mind. And if you're listening before you, regardless of how you feel about law enforcement officers, if you've never stood in their shoes, you have no idea. I, I think I may have discussed this in a previous episode. There is no shortage of studies about how intense it is on a man's brain and body to live in a state of hypervigilance, sustained hypervigilance, any position that requires it, which any if you've ever served in law enforcement, you will be there regardless of what you try to do. And that does come with things. So before you go wagging the finger about domestic violence and things like that, keep in mind, there's a reason a lot of people don't do this job. So do you see anything else with officers struggle-wise? Like depression or... Would they, do you think they would even tell you? It's one of those things in law enforcement, and it's been this way for a long time. It's uh, You don't want to show that you're weak and whatnot. You don't want to talk about what's going on inside your head, which, I mean, it's getting better now. We actually have a mental health counselor at our job that we can talk to if we ever go through a critical incident, and that's, that's really helpful. But, yes, absolutely, there's guys going through stuff, and they won't say anything about it. So, I do know that, like, in law enforcement, a lot of guys – they almost feared as, like you said, being viewed as weak. How close does somebody have to be to the edge of losing it before they would say something, do you think? Out of that fear of being viewed as weak or somehow being chastised or maybe even getting booted out of the force is unstable. Yeah, that, that's a huge thing is that, I mean, I've talked to officers about it before. It's like if if you do come out and say, look, you're going through some stuff, are you going to are you going to get some time off, basically? Are they going to? You're going to lose your job because of it, because you're not stable or whatnot. But that's absolutely an issue. So think back over your seven years in law enforcement. What are some things that you like about your position? Or if you were to pick some positives out of that, what something that you have as a law enforcement officer you may not find? It's, say, an office job somewhere. I'll say this. The first three or four years of my career were some of the most fun times of my life. Midnight Patrol. With those guys, the group of men I had, just getting into stuff, foot pursuits, stopping crime and whatnot. It's all nonchalant, but it, it's a really good time just being around all those guys. Uh, now I'm just I'm just one of those uh, day shifters now, so uh, it ain't as fun as it used to be. But I mean, there's still it still has its moments. Would you say more or less officers tend to trust each other, or well, what I would say once again. My first three or four years, I felt like, you know, I could trust the guy next to me with my life right now. And it's still like that. But I've noticed in my seven years that officers really will stab each other in the back. I mean, uh, I've heard guys talk who who were in the military versus police and they did both and whatnot. The camaraderie is completely different from police and military. But, yeah, I have noticed that here lately that it's changing. It's I don't know what's, what's causing it, but you've got guys you think would be your friend, but they'll go behind back and, you know, talk to a lieutenant about you or whatnot. So you you got to watch your back. Watch your six, as they say. Do you think they're just a wild guess what their motivation would be? Because this is about men. So what would be, are they looking to, well, I don't want to put words in your mouth. If you were to just guess, shooting from the hip. I would say, I mean, you definitely got those cops who are a cop's cop, and then you guys got those guys who, quote unquote, a company man, right? So, I mean, they, they'll they do anything to promote up the ranks and whatnot, and basically be in the office of the lieutenant sucking up to them. So I've noticed that a lot. 
Yeah, I was wondering about the self-promotion sort of thing. That's I didn't want to put that in your mouth, but that was my suspicion. Right. The quicker I can get you under the bus, maybe I can step over you and climb up. Correct. Now, what about stress? Is there anything that you've learned? Because you've had stressful times. Absolutely. In your job, you can't avoid them. So are there any ways that you've found that help you to reduce or manage stress in a healthy way in your life? Well, I think you got to find that that hobby or whatnot. Or I mean, I, I work out five or six times a week, and I've also uh, been doing jujitsu for the past four years. So um, that really helps with my stress and uh, the physical activity. Right, uh, and we're allowed to uh, train for an hour during our lunch break at work. So that really helps to like separate yourself from the job while you're actually at work and get some stress relief there. Go lift some weights, take a run, yeah, whatever you feel like doing. What about anything else? So the, obviously the physical exertion, I would say any man will agree with you. What about up here? Does it is it just take the physical to keep your, your head kind of clear? You're not a bitter person. This is why I'm asking you. Because you're young, you're still vibrant, you laugh. Yeah. You're a very likable. If I'm looking for police officers, I'm looking for your disposition. If I'm a chief. I'm looking for cops with your disposition because you are a part of our community and there is no doubt people will view you as a part of the community because you're just a young man who likes his community. Right. And you love you love people. I mean there's no you don't meet a lot of strangers. I watch you work with people and walk around and you you tend not to meet strangers. So how do you keep it up here because you have that lighter-hearted spirit which is not super common all the time in law enforcement circles. How do you keep that? I think you really got to humanize yourself to people. Like my goal is when I'm, when I'm approaching someone like for instance on a traffic stop, I want them to think of me just like another person. I'm not going to go up to somebody's window on a traffic stop and be Mr. Robot with them license registration and not even tell them why I stopped them, not have a conversation about how their day's going and whatnot. I like to, show myself like I'm just like them, anyone else. So, And this just happens to be your job. That's right. So tell me about an instance that has happened during your tenure as a law enforcement officer, an interaction, a traffic stop intervention or interaction that made you go home and say to yourself, I did something really good that made a positive difference in someone's life today. Uh, there's there's so many I can name. One that comes to mind would, would be uh, there was this uh, young child, he's probably six or seven, and uh, he was diagnosed with a terminal illness. And one of his last wishes was to see us, see a few police officers. So we we actually went over to his house and sat down for about an hour and just talked to him and hung out, played with his toys and whatnot with him. And just seeing his face light up, you know, it really makes you feel good. And just being a part the last few months of his life was that's something you can't you can't speak about, you know. Are there any others that you can think of? Uh, there's been, I mean, there's been instances where um, I've had saves where we brought people back from quote unquote dead or whatnot. That's always, it's different when it's a younger person that you go to their house and, you know, you revive them and whatnot. Maybe they overdosed. You give them Narcan and they come back too, right? And then uh, obviously you got the situations where it's somebody that's elderly you know, they, they passed in their sleep. It's it's all sad, but it's it's a different type of struggle. So, At any given moment, your job can be explosive. It can be something 
you never quite know what you're walking up to. It could be something that could turn out to be wonderful. It's something that could be explosive in just a second. Have you ever had a situation where you've dealt with somebody, let's say it's somebody who has maybe some kind of a bias against cops or law enforcement that turned out, maybe it started a little rough. Have you ever had anybody come back to you and say, you know what, I was a putz at the moment, but I'm glad that you stepped in or I'm glad that you did what you did or I'm glad that you you did what was right at the time. And that made a difference in my life. I'm just wondering if you ever hear anything like that, because I know that that happens. It does. I mean, I've had several instances. Of course, I'm working during a time of the, you know, the defund police movement and whatnot. And there's a distrust in police through certain ethnic groups, right? I've noticed on several instances that I've dealt with these particular groups and and, and they said, wow, you're probably one of the nicest police officers I've ever met. I mean, you've been kind, you've been fair to me. And that's what I try to tell them is like, I'm just like you. I mean, I'm just a human. I'm not a robot and whatnot. So yes, there's going to be bad cops out there. There's, there's bad people in every profession, but 99% of us are good people. Yeah, you are. And I know a lot of your fellow officers and I would hang with a ton of them. And I think that especially because of the time in which we live, the very thought of It's not okay to generalize anything else, but it is legal to generalize law enforcement officers as a bunch of thugs. And I even watch people, I have to correct people myself and say, look, don't go down that road. This guy, without thinking about it, will sacrifice something of himself to get you out of a pickle because that's his nature. You wouldn't throw another guy like that under the bus if he's a soldier. You'd you'd say, oh my God, that's so awesome. And I, I do want to like, Encourage police officers, not everybody hates you. In fact, I would venture to guess, actually, most people don't. Most people don't have an innate fear or a hostility toward law enforcement officers. It's probably the vocal minority of people that just scream loud enough to make it that way. And I think that this is part of what contributes to cops being afraid to be human, to say, no, we struggle with divorces. We struggle with depression sometimes, just like you. We get sick. We have kids that misbehave. We have... We have to go to counseling with our spouses sometimes. We we go to church. We eat supper. We we do things just like everybody else. So let me ask you this. So if the culture were quiet and listened, what do you think law enforcement officers in general might like our culture to know about law enforcement officers? I would say that I would like people to realize that we've got so much pressure on us if we met, we could do a hundred things right, but the one thing we do wrong, we could lose. We lose our job. We could we could lose our house by being sued. We I mean we could lose our freedom. So and I think that's that's what kind of makes it law enforcement a bit different career wise than other careers. Like we're just like normal people. We've got families. We've got kids and whatnot, and. We're just trying to make a living in this life. And we chose to do law enforcement as our job. So I kind of wish people would just cut us some slack sometimes. And I think a lot of people underestimate the liability that any law enforcement officer, I don't care if there is, it's not, what do you call it, qualified immunity. With or without it, it doesn't matter. There are still civil actions that can be taken against law enforcement officers. It doesn't make them immune from prosecution. 
it just puts a shield up to say yeah i think i think when the normal person looking at qualified immunity they think we're immune to like all kinds of stuff we're only qualified immunity only protects us from instances that have not been dealt with in in court and case law all right so this question's not on your sheet but this one you can shoot from the hip on because i know your personality well enough so if there's, let's say if there's an officer, I do know that officers struggle. I can count more officers that I've known over the years who do struggle with, especially guys that have been in the forces for a long time, you know, 20 plus years, that they do struggle with depression, becoming cynical, kind of. It's hard not to become thick skinned as you do this job because you're not dealing with cotton candy and bubbles all the time. Right. You're you're asked to step in and deal with what everybody else wants to walk in their house and pretend didn't exist or isn't there. For officers, say younger officers than you, younger than 30, they're one or two years into this and saying, what in the heck did I get myself into? This is this is just, it's. I'm stressed out. I've got anxiety. I'm crazy. Is there anything that, that you would say to encourage them, like if this is something that, that they enjoy doing, to stay the course? What I would tell a younger officer is constantly change in your department. Like you don't have to stay patrol your whole life. You could go. There's special units that you can go to and do something different. You can go to. You could be a detective. I mean, you could work narcotics. Just keep moving. Do everything you can at the department. That way, you're not getting burnt out on one specific area, right? And that and that's one thing that I kind of struggled with initially is like. All I wanted to be was a patrol officer and whatnot, but now I'm in a specialized unit and some of that burnout kind of went away, right? And eventually I'm going to want to do something different. So I would just always strive to do different things at your department. So sustained patrol would have burned you out? Oh, absolutely. All right. Well, Brian, I appreciate you being here and I appreciate being on the Man You're Not Alone podcast. And I'll bring you back. I just wanted to introduce you to the crowd. But again, you are the second officer who has had the courage to step forward and trust me enough that I'm not going to burn you on this. And I'll have you back. But dude, I thank you for being here very much. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. It It was a lot of fun. All right. Well, that'll wrap up this episode, and I will catch you on the next one.